Good morning, everybody. Others will be coming in here shortly. Y'all forgive me here. I was determined to get my microphone on earlier, but had to make a bus run real quick and got back, and I am scrambling now. Nothing like a good, good start to the morning where I am scrambling to try to get this microphone working, and now finally got it untangled. Everybody say amen. Amen. It's good to be here. Glad to be with each and every one of you and excited to be able to do First Word this morning. Um, I'm thankful for the hand of God. We've had some, some needs this week. Um, I've got good news. I'll mention this again in service, but um, the Fergusons are being discharged, and we're so thankful for the hand of the Lord on Lauren. We're thankful for the hand that, that guided the doctors and um, also helped them out um, in a what was honestly not the easiest couple of days, and um, obviously we know that Lauren is strong. She's a fighter, and um, we're also just praying that God would step in and just do a work, and I believe that in Jesus' name. I believe that with all my heart. Um, it's been quite the week. I was able to get, get away, and I'm switching here on your race. Sorry about that. Yet. Um, I said I was switching, but maybe I'm not. Here we go. Y'all forgive me. I was feeling like I was all ready to go. Test now. Is it on now? There we go. I was feeling like I was ready to go. And then the uh, those bus rides are interesting, folks. <laughs> those bus rides are interesting. I'm trying to get our kids. Some of those kids, are, are the, they're worried that we've forgotten about them, and so they're walking over here. And um, we got some that are a little bit too young to be walking. Y'all just be okay with that wire hanging out. But I was trying to have a pep talk with them and to the older ones that are wanting to walk. And, and um, I said, man, you guys can't be doing that. You can't be encouraging um, this early walk. We have some that are four years old that are walking over the interstate. And not something we've asked them to do by any means. And so I had to have a big talk with them. And then Malachi said, do you think someday, um, or he asked me, about, um, you know, all those that are involved here at the church. And I said, Malachi, you can be involved someday. I said, but you got to make good decisions, good choices, and you got to do your best to serve the Lord. And I said, everyone in that church is all for you being a part of someday and being involved. And he was bragging. He said, man, that guy, I don't know his name. That Malachi's the one in the, in the blue suit today, and he's the wild one, to be honest with you. I love Malachi. He's like the one that runs a lot. And I'll say, Malachi, don't run. He'll say, yes, sir, and then he'll run. And, um, but um, he said, man, that drummer, that drummer's good. And um, I said, well, thank you. He said, and that guitar player. I said, you mean the guy playing the, the red one? And so that's a bass. He said, you think I could ever do that? I said, yes, you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. You just, you can grow up playing. He said, I said, how about this? You do that, and you can start driving the bus someday for me, so I don't have to drive the bus. And he laughed. He said, deal. And then he said, bet, I'm in. He said, I can do both? I said, yeah. He said, bet, I'm good. Okay, I'll be driving. I'll tell you where to go, and then I'll get up old enough, and then I'll just go, and I'll take the keys, and I'll drive and go pick up all the kids I can, and I'll go get more kids and bring them to church. I thought, you know what? This isn't a bad plan. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. I like where we're going with this. So it's been an interesting morning already. I'm thankful for what the Lord's been doing, what the Lord's going to do. We've been in this series um, talking about his way over my way and trying our best to um, bring in some principles that, that we can live by, that we can understand 
are important for us to walk in and operate in. And what we're doing here is giving us maybe some parameters that we would understand that are our are, are parameters to, um, to um, see our world in and through, if that makes sense. We've talked about our time and serving, um, giving of ourselves. Um, there's many things pulling on our time, many things trying to, to get a hold of us, and I know that. Um, I live that. My brother works all day long, every day, comes home from Little Rock after fighting traffic, gets home to do the things he needs to do and they need to do. And then yesterday morning, he came over and took two hours hooking up a mini split for me. And guess what? That's time that he lost that he needed to do. And then he gets there early, early, and does everything and works hard. There's always something. And yet, we still have to make sure we allocate the most critical and important moments of our lives for him. And so we can't let things get ahead of us. And then we've talked about your talents and how we can serve and how we can give. Um, I, I can think not long ago we got a phone call of another pastor. that His, um, his wife was driving through Arkadelphia. She had a flat tire. And, of course, who do we call when he's here and not in Ohio? Called Roger in a hurry, and my dad, I was out of town. My dad and Roger jumped in the truck, ran, and were able to get her tire, get her tire switched out, get them home safely. They were in the back roads not far from Del Arc. Um, um, it was hot outside. And you say that's not, that, is that what we're talking about? Yes, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that. We're also talking about how we have the greatest kindest, sweetest people who have come into this church, and we've, they are a huge part of our church family in a short time, but we've never had anybody that loves to serve, and she hates it when I do this, that loves to serve and make sure things are put together and clean and all where it needs to go, like our good, good people, Carlos and Sada. And we, we can't even begin to tell her how much we love and appreciate her, because she's given that to the Lord. Amen. She's given that, that, that is a form of worship. And when you give your talents to the Lord in such a way, that's what it is. It is worship. It's worship. And that's what we're talking about. My time, I'm worshiping with my time. I want to worship you with my talents, and I want to worship you with my treasure. Now, this is the one that's not always so easy because when you begin to talk about treasure, you begin to talk about things that you're like, well, hang on. Because when I was in sales, my manager said, you have to be careful because when you're going in to help somebody, I would go in and help businesses, try to help their bottom line. I would take care of their payroll, and I would help them with their processing because every time you swipe a car, that's a cost on that restaurant, as you know. And so I was trying to help them and negotiate down their pricing. And my manager said, there's two things that business owners, controllers, that's what they are, controllers, struggle with. And if you're dealing with a male, I'm going to use that because obviously that's, that's kind of, uh, I was walking in. And, and um, this was the, I guess, just the, the uh, conversation we were having with some that I was meeting. She said, male, our men that are business owners have a hard time trusting you with their wives and their money. And I said, well, rightfully so. Just, I, I wasn't trying to go in and counsel them with their wives, just so you know. I wanted to counsel them and help them about, you know, their bottom line. But it's true. And, and we as people, we struggle with those that are closest to us and that which is often closest to us, our finances. And, and it's already getting little. I, 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 don't want, I don't want you to think I'm going to just try to come at you. I don't want you to walk out feeling guilty today. My goal is for us to maybe open up some things and understand the Word of God and how powerful and liberating the Word of God is 
in talking about finances and the big word just simply money. And the, 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 the angel is now um, approving what I was saying with a small, if you can't hear that, it's because you don't believe in the power of tithing. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to try your best to work through those moments. <laughs> uh, the subjects of stewardship, tithing, um, these, these, again, aren't always easy to approach. My goal is to simply give us biblical principles and help us to understand, once again, that I'd rather do it his way over my way. So the foundation of this is, is um, what I believe the beginning point, a starting point that you and I, we can, we can walk into this, this principle living oftentimes by understanding the power of this first. And again, we'll, we'll cover this, so don't, don't get too nervous here, but Matthew 22 and 37 through 38, I'm going to read the New Living Translation, but Jesus replied and said this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Here's the first thing that you've got to get, is that if it's not all, then it's not enough. Just, that's very, very, very basic. If, if I don't love him with everything I've got, if I don't love him with all that I've got, then I'm missing out on something that's very, very critical. When we give our lives and we give our time and we give our talents, we have to make sure that we also include our treasure. Because our time and our talent and our money, according to Jesus, the places and people we give our treasure to are, are really the keepers of our heart. They're the keepers of who we are. They, 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 they are, are what holds your attention. There's these apps now you can actually download and you can link it to your account and it'll tell you where you're spending all your money. And it's, it's honestly, it's eye-opening and it's truthfully liberating because you'll realize I'm spending, you know, uh, you, you'll find out maybe I'm spending $120 a month on subscriptions and I thought I canceled that subscription, but somehow they, they had one last little thing that you had to click and it's still going out or I'm spending this much money at Wendy's or Chicken Express. I'm doing this and that and I got all these. I'm, I'm, at times you'll find yourself bleeding out in a sense because we don't have a handle on what we're doing and we say well I never have enough for that but the reality is you do have enough for what's important to you is this is are we, are we okay so far I don't want anybody to feel like I'm coming I'm not I'm this I'm, I'm gonna place this in your hands and you get to continue on and 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 I want to just make sure that I I have a responsibility to deliver the word of the Lord and not just the good parts not just that you're going to feel good if you just believe this and it's going to be okay. I'm not doing that. I want to give you the full word because there has to be at times a circumcision of your heart to cut away things and make sure that you understand fully how it is to walk in, co in covenant with the Lord according to Scripture. So uh, Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your what? Your heart will be also. Tithing is the practical and consistent way that we put God first in our lives. 
and develop these healthy spiritual um, habits. If I, say, if I say, Jesus, you are my Lord and God, you're the first in my life, you, you, you're everything to me and I, and I love you, and then I, then I put him last in my, my budget or I put him last in my week and I say, well, if I have it left over, I'm going to do that, then here's, here's the reality and you and I can understand fully that our actions speak louder than our words. And so it's important for you and I to truly, truly believe and understand that, that God is desiring for a church to grow into a place where we live by this principle and we operate fully by the principle. And we, we say and declare in our lives that, Lord, you are first in my life. And if I, if I have anything right, then I want to get my relationship with you right. I want that to be right. Why is that? Because I've, I've said it a few times through that the, 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 the uh, series we're in, um, in, our, in our family worship service. But, but I, if, if, if you get that right, if you get your relationship with God right, then guess what? Things flow from there into a healthy way. Things flow from there. And so tithing is this, this way, this tangible way. For you and I to live out this principle in our lives. Deuteronomy 14, 23, the Living Bible says it this way. Bring this tithe to eat before the Lord, your God, at the place he shall choose as his sanctuary. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and firstborn of your flocks and herds. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your life. Tithing is a spiritual practice of giving back the first 10% that we earn. The, the word tithe comes from the number 10. In Hebrew, it means a tenth. It's very simply put, $1 of every $10 is me bringing back and saying, Lord, I give this to you. I earn or receive the first dollar. The, I mean, the first dollar to the, uh, belongs to the Lord. This Of what I have, This I'm giving this first to the Lord. Here's the most famous verse used to teach and support the principle of tithing and can be heard in most, most congregations around. Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be uh, enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heavens and uh, of heavens armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test is what the translation says. And I like that translation because it's saying simply, just give it a shot. Let me just tell you real fast that, that I would encourage everyone in the room, forgive me here, but I would encourage everyone in the room, if you've never, if you've never tried, you're thinking I'm doing a Kleenex uh, illustration again. I'm not. I just need a Kleenex. Um, everybody's like, oh, here we go again. It's like, you give, it's going to keep on being there. You know. Sometimes it backfires, folks. Sometimes you got to trust the Lord. Sometimes you got to have faith. You baited me into it. You knew what you were doing. But, but <laughs> the reality is, is that, that, that you and I, you and I have to sometimes say, and it's nothing wrong with this. I've, I've encouraged people before to say, you know what? Make a commitment over a season of your life. Make a commitment and make that commitment very strong that you are going to, for the next season, you're going to commit to this and you're going to reflect and look back and say, am I better off than I was before? And I believe, I believe that you'll get the answer that Maybe the word backs up. I believe that with my whole heart. 
So it's tithing for today because there's, there's debate on that. There's people that like to debate that, especially the experts that we find on Facebook because that's the only pulpit that they can find themselves. Be careful what church you go to. Some people don't have a pulpit. They've got no one following them. So they sit at home in their pajamas and tell you how to do everything from that posture. Be careful. If you also are seeking out your help from some Facebook preacher that you can't feel, you can't talk to on a daily basis, you can't have some life understanding, there's sometimes you'll meet somebody and you'll be like, man, I, I, I knew this person from work and maybe we had emailed a few times and then I got to go to a conference and meet them and I'm like, man, they're actually different. That, that, you know, there's, there's something about being in that area, that, that proximity. But the ongoing question sometimes that we find here is, from those who oppose the practice of tithing is, should Christians tithe? Tithing, tithing is an Old Testament practice limited to those who are under the law. New Testament given under grace and all grace. So there's no set requirements. And, and one of the strong accusations, tithing is the way pastors and churches manipulate people into giving their money. You'll hear that. You'll hear that. You'll, you'll read that. And, and so there's 10 reasons that I'm going to kind of attack here, and I'm going to try my best to be uh, quick, because I'm, I'm going to have to go quick. I, I talked too much already. But 10 reasons that I want you to get and I want you to see because I believe that will help us. But, but here we go. We tithe because the first and the best belong to the Lord. It's a clear principle. Abraham brought the tithe some 430 years before the law was written and set a precedent for all those who are Abraham's seed. We can find that in Galatians for reference 3, 26 through 29. And so tithing preceded and precedes the law. Genesis 14, 19 through 20, Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God, most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God, most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. Jacob made a covenant to tithe hundreds of years before the law was given to Moses with no mandate from God. His act of worship was simply inspired by the Holy Spirit and continued to establish a pattern and precedent of tithing. Genesis 28, 22, New Living Translation is what I'm going to read. You'll have a different translation there. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Just a detail here. Those who oppose the practice of tithing will argue that Old Testament tithing was only required from agricultural increase, uh, um, like crops, and, 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 and thus giving money or asking all believers to tithe their money is an unbiblical standard. Let me just tell you, the way they paid for horse carriages at one time was with crops. The way they paid the doctor was with crops, those things. And so this was a currency. It was a bartering, but a trade, a currency that we oftentimes would say that is real and it's there. But as you can clearly see from previous, the, the previous two examples, both Abraham and Jacob were bringing money and everything that God had blessed them with. So if we're looking at the overarching principle in Scripture and not limiting our guidelines to the Mosaic law and also not walking in it in a critical way, here is logical understanding and we can draw a logical conclusion to what we believe and teach tithing the first and best of all your increase is a faith response 
that applies to all who are in, in Abraham's seed through Christ. So it's a faith step. But it's also not just that. Faith, in, they're, they're going to be tied to obedience. You can't separate the two. They're like, in, they're, they're inseparable uh, um, cohorts. They're, they're, they're going to walk together. They're going to be together. They're going to move together. They're going to be in unison. And so when I, when, I, when I walk and understand I'm walking in faith, I can't walk in faith without obedience. Why? Because that's how you fall and hit the ground when you jump off the cliff thinking, well, he said go and I'm going to go and I'm just going to jump and faith's going to carry me. No, he said go but he also said, go and be wise. And so you might have to go the long way around and get down there. But you, once you get down there, then you can go. Does that make sense? Some are like, oh, it kind of made sense. But anyways, we tithe because wisdom cries out that we should. That's the second point. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. It's not the law. It clearly applies to every believer for all generations. The clearest verse in the Bible regarding this practice of bringing the first and the best can be found in the book of timeless wisdom. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor, honor the Lord your God. I'm sorry. Honor the Lord uh, with your wealth, with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. A couple of observations you can glean from this. Honoring God with your wealth was easily and commonly understood as tithing. There was no guesswork to what or how much was being required as the first and best. The bringing of the tithe or first and best is inseparable from the promise of God's blessing on those who do as it says in Malachi 3.10, he will open the windows of heaven. We've read that. If these were the only verses in the Bible about honoring God with our wealth, it would still be enough to trust God as a giver. It'd still be enough. Here's the reality. I either believe the word or I don't. That's it, y'all. I'm not, again, I'm, I'm going I'm to sign one more little bit of a waiver or qualify one more time, but I just want you to know, my goal is not to make you walk out feeling like you're less. My goal is to encourage you to say there is a way lined out in Scripture that can, that can free and liberate you and I from the burden of feeling like we're on our own. So it's important. Moving on quickly here, we tithe because New Testament believers gave a percentage of their income consistently and generously. 1 Corinthians is a letter that was circulated to the churches that Paul had planted. Paul used the giving of the Macedonian churches as a model of giving that would become a template for all the others. The early church was encouraged to practice this pattern of bringing a percentage of their income on the first day of the week. This practice has been followed for thousands of years now. It's been followed on and on. 1 Corinthians 16 and 2. And y'all forgive me some of the slides that were sent to the computer. I've got four or five that didn't make it. So if we miss one, y'all forgive me there. But 1 Corinthians 16 and 2 on the first day of the week. Each of you should put aside something from what you have earned during the week and use it for this offering. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. I want to mention that this verse is not requiring a tithe. But confirming the principles we're discussing first and best. Again, we oftentimes speak in particulars, but I like to speak in principles. That's why we did this whole series, because his way over my way is a principle. First and best is a principle. 
Consistent practice in keeping or proportional to your income. Remember that tithing is not a New Testament law, but a biblical principle or pattern for living. We tithe because Jesus never negated or abolished the practice of tithing. That's the fourth thing I want you to get. Scholars present a very strong argument that Jesus grew up in a tithing home. Uh, 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 um, Also present the idea that that the New Testament church was launched with Jewish people who so had the practice of tithing down that there was no real need to present it to some of them. It was a given. It was a part of their lives. It was a practice. It was something they just did. It wasn't a question. It was if you're a believer, if you're a follower, then that's just what you do. It's just there. It's there for you to do it. And so thus when Jesus confronted the Pharisees about the issue of tithing, he basically said, yes. You should tithe. Now get busy loving people. It was just like, we're going to move past this. Do you not? Okay, you should. Now love people. Why? Because it's just the thing we do. Matthew 23 and 23 said, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites is what he said. For you are careful to, to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. There are things that are important and we've got to live by. But he's simply saying that you cannot, you cannot neglect. There's, there's also a reality that you should just automatically understand that we have to be people that, again, live his way over my way. This is not just a rebuke for the Pharisees, the New Testament believers and Jewish uh, Christ followers composing the New Testament church naturally gave their tithes and free will offerings to the local assembly. And we see consistent evidence and patterns of giving to the church in the book of Acts we, without detailed instruction on how, how much. Why? Because it was already an established part of their faith. It was very much so established. Tithing, unlike many other Old Testament practices where Jesus and the apostles either fulfilled or clearly negated their ongoing practice. It was, it was like, like it, it, was a, it was a different, like the legal, legalistic Sabbath observance where, where you would find somebody, you, you would incriminate them. I believe in the Sabbath. I believe that you need to take time. But however, back then, you could have now been found guilty of not practicing the Sabbath. And that was different when you find uh, the way it's spoken about in the New, New Testament. Blood sacrifices, mandatory feasts and festivals, circumcision, and the list goes on. These things were negated in the New Testament. However, Jesus never abolished or rescinded the practice of tithing. Why is that? Because where your treasure is, there your, there your heart is also. So we tithe because it was never negated. It was never dealt with in a way that said that's over. Number five, I want you to get here, and I'm, I promise I'm, I think I'm going to get there, but we tithe because it's a starting point for New Testament giving. It's a beginning point. It's a place that you can, you can be, in, be involved in the practice of giving. We tithe uh, because of that. The, the tithe is not a law to be bound by, but a standard to use as a starting point for those who have been saved by grace. We are in no way implying or preaching that tithing is New Testament law, and if you break the law, you'll stand in judgment for it. I'm not implying that. You can't support that in Scripture. I'll tell you that right now. Anyone that says you, you, will, you will stand in judgment for not tithing, I truly can't find that in Scripture. 
I know some will often, you know, you'll, you'll hear that when you travel around. You'll also hear that from those who are really, really, really in favor of it um, on Facebook or whatever else. You'll find that on YouTube. But I'm telling you right now, you can't find that in Scripture. So I want to give you the full, full coverage of the book today. So we, we, we have to make sure, but many will say it. Many will preach. If you don't tithe, you're robbing God. Thieves do not enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, while in principle, you can support the idea of God, God. If God doesn't have your money, he doesn't have our heart. And so that's why the principle of this is important. So you can say, will I, will I be judged? No, you won't be judged for the money you didn't give, but you'll prob- you will be judged for the stance that you have in your heart. Of him not being first in your life. So that's, that's, that is what will be important for me to get. That's why we teach principles. So, so it's important that you and I understand that if he has my heart, he probably has my best and my first. He's, if he's got that, then things are probably going to work out. And things will probably come together if he has that. So we don't preach or present tithing in light of fear of judgment for those who do not. Tithing is a starting point, not a goal to achieve. If we understand that grace always exceeds the law and that the New Testament believers gave far above 10% of their own volition, we can begin to get an accurate perspective of New Testament tithing. Tithing is intended to train you and I to trust God. Tithing is intended to break greed, to break your own personal dependence. Tithing is there for you and I to build healthy spiritual habits that will release God's blessing over our lives. And let me tell you right now, I can speak from experience. There's nothing like looking at the beginning of of a week and saying there's no way it's going to work out. But then you realize that when I take what's first and what's best and give it to him, guess what? The things that got me in the mess in the first place are no longer a part of my habits. They're no longer what I'm living by. I've now broken that curse just with the act of me saying I'm giving to God his first. I know it's a little uncomfortable. I'm trying my best not to make it too uncomfortable. I want you to know it's not supposed to be uncomfortable. This is, again, me telling you that you're driving a um, a horse wagon and there's a better way. There's motor vehicles now. (laughs) And your horse is looking really old and needs some help. Just kidding. Just trying to get you to smile in the middle of this giving talk. I'm trying my best to hurry and see if I can cut some, anything out here. But you say this, well, some would argue that, well, since we are under grace, why are you trying to impose Old Testament standard of 10%? It's a valid question. As long as the person asking is planning to give above 10%. But that has not been an experience. Almost anyways, in my personal experience, people who hold a position that we should just give what we feel to give, never get close to the biblical standard of tithing. Much less, the New Testament standards of sacrifice and radical generosity oftentimes are limited, to, limited in their life. Now, now, now I'm not judging. I'm, we're not, we're not, there's no notice being, being taken. But, but however, I want you to get this real fast. If we do not hold biblical standards and expectations, then we will always, always shoot low because we aim low. It'll always be the case. 
We'll never, we'll never, I, I believe, reach a place where you and I can say, well, I, 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 I feel fulfilled in my relationship if we are aiming too low. If I, if I want to walk with him just a few hours a day, then that's not enough. If I want to just kind of be near him but not with him and him not in me, then that's not enough. If You follow what I'm saying? But I want, I want this covenant relationship. Consider the results this mindset will produce in our marriage or friendships. If we only said, I love you when we feel like it, or we said, um, I'm sorry, uh, you know, only when, it, when, when they force you to say it. Some of y'all are starting to realize, you know, I know the, I know the moment. Um, but, but, but when you begin to walk in relationship, when, the reality is this. When I was young, I thought marriage is just going to be like, you know what I'm saying? I thought, hey, we're going to walk through the forest together, and I'm going to pick a flower, and I'm going to hand to her, and she's going to say, and I'm going to say, yes, ma'am, it's me. No, there are days when it's not so easy, and there's been days when she's not felt well, and I've not felt well. There's been days when I've been mad, and she's been mad. And I had to make, there's the key word in any relationship, a choice. See if anybody's in there with me. You have to make a choice. If you don't make a choice, you will never, you'll never feel like it. And so that's why I say to myself, I am deciding. We're going to talk about choices today in this family worship service. I'm deciding to do this. I'm going to give you some stats real fast. Americans give 1.1 to 1.4% of their yearly income to various causes and charitable organizations. That number has declined by a full percentage point in the last 10 years. American Christians give 1.5 to 3.1 of their, of their, uh, to their church and other charitable organizations. That number has dropped more than a percentage in the past 10 years. Four out of church attendees give nothing. Don't look around the room. That's not the case. I don't believe here in this church. I believe there's, there's more that, that have committed to this. Only one out of 10 regular church attendees give a consistent percentage of their income to the local church. Again, I believe our, our numbers are a little bit different than that. The national average of people who tithe to their local church is currently 4% uh, church attending Christians. And so there are some alarming statistics that we can quickly look at and answer, but we can ask this question. What, if, what would happen if God's people gave according to the biblical precedent? I'm not just talking about 2711 Country Club Road. I'm not just talking about, to be honest with you, a new facility and, and, and things that we desperately need. I, for one, if we all did this and operated this way, we could, we could honestly, I believe we could, we could reach more and more and more and more people. We could do way more. Obviously, I feel that way. But I'm talking about in your life. That's what I'm talking about. What would happen if we operated in such a way where we said, Lord, you will come first in my life. You'll be first in my life. I'm, I'm, you're, you're first. I'm giving this to you. So I'm hurrying along, number six, and I've got three minutes to cover a few points. We tithe because it releases the blessings of God. Malachi 3, 10, and 11, bring all the tithes. You've read this. I'll open up the windows of heaven. Pour it out, put me the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine. Some people are thinking, why does it never, ever work? Why is there never enough? I'll tell you why. Because your crops might have insects. It sounds a little crazy, doesn't it? Back then, we could talk about crops and insects. Not all of us are farmers anymore, but that's what they were, that was their daily life. I'll tell you why sometimes you don't feel like it's enough. Because 
your grapes are falling from the vine too soon. That's just common knowledge for you and I to understand that this is the case. But he's saying, I'm going to ta- take care of it. I'm going to do it. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord uh, by giving him the first part of your income, and he will fill your barns with wheat and barley, overflow wine, vats, the finest wine, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And I promise I'm trying. I hate talking so fast, but I have to do it. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Philippians 4, 19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus it's it's important that this verse you understand uh, is directly talking about God providing for our financial needs as we give toward his work the context of this oft quoted verse is the new uh, um, in the, is the new testament believers giving consistently and generously to the apostles in order for them to plant churches preach gospel extend the kingdom in other words this verse as well well, as all the verses that promise God's blessing and provision are conditional. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly shall also what? Reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously shall what? Reap generously. That's the, that's the word. That's what it says. And so when you sow uh, uh, sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. When you reap, uh, when you sow generously, you'll reap generously. Uh, give freely. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, and become more wealthy. Get free and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those refresh, uh, others will, will themselves be refreshed. So giving and being blessed, tithing and living under an open heaven of blessing, and sowing generously in order to live the blessed life are oftentimes things that we miss out in Scripture as being right in front of us, but they are there, and this runs Throughout the word of God, this is woven throughout. Why? Because this is a principle for you and I to understand the power of giving him the first and the best. Number seven, and I'm at time, but y'all can, I would say take a few more minutes. Can can y'all give me a couple minutes? We'll cut our break a little short here, but we tithe because of grace, but we are not legalistic. A biblical discipline or spiritual activity can be turned into bondage or law when we do it with a legalistic attitude. When we do it with the looking around and making sure everybody saw that we placed something in the bucket. When we make sure everybody knows, well, I didn't see them do it. That's not, that's not our posture. That's not what we do. We must be careful not to call anything that includes discipline, sacrifice, or discomfort legalism. The definition of legalism is strict adherence to the law, especially to the letter and not the spirit. We do not want to bring anyone under the law of giving, but under the spirit of giving. The Lord loves a what? A cheerful giver. If you're not cheerful, when you give, you don't understand what it is. And your heart's not where it needs to be. But if you ever get to the place where you say... Thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you, Lord, for my home. Thank you, Lord, for my car. Thank you, Lord, for the means I have to do all I'm doing. Lord, this this is yours anyways. This was never mine. This was yours from the beginning. The moment you start living and understanding that mentality is the moment you go from an angry giver or a discomforted giver to a cheerful giver. I cannot do it without you anyways, Lord. Number eight, we tithe, and I'm, I'm skipping here, but we, we, we tithe because it all belongs to God in the first place. Deuteronomy 10 and 14, look, the highest heaven and the earth and everything in it all belong to the Lord. First Chronicles 29, 
11 through 12. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. Wealth and honor come from you alone. You, for you rule over everything. Job 41, 11, Who has a claim against me that I must pay everything under heaven belongs to me. Psalm 24, 1 and 2. The earth belongs to God. Everything in all the world is his. He is the one who pushed the oceans back. Let me tell you, and I'm going to summarize this. He doesn't need your money, but he needs your heart. That's the thing you got to get right now. He doesn't have to have your money, but he needs your heart. He desires your heart. Tithing and giving was not for him. It was for us. It's for us. I'm hurrying now. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. The ninth one that I want you to get right now is that we tithe because one day we'll give an account. Romans 14 and 12, and you say, well, you won't be judged. No, you will, you will give an account. That's, that's just the reality. I didn't say judge. I said an account. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God, Romans 14 and 12. Yeah, I know that it's kind of heavy, but, but, but listen right now. Hebrews 13 and 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. I'm not here trying to fear you into giving. I'm not here trying to force you into anything. I'm here to simply speak a word to you to tell you that we will give an account. And as much as I want to tell you, you'll be free when you get baptized in Jesus' name. I want to tell you, you'll be free when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I also want to tell you that you will be free when you live with a God-first and God-best mindset. And the last thing, the last thing I want to leave you with, and I'm going to be four minutes over, is this. That we give because I'd rather do it his way over my way. I'd rather do it his way. I'd rather walk in his way. I'd rather trust his way. I'd rather do. Here's the thing. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The hev- uh, uh, this is where I messed up the other day. The angels beckon me. I always get messed up right there. Angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I cannot feel at home in this world anymore. If your mentality is there and not here, then this is easy for you. But if your mentality is here then this is going to be difficult for you. I'm telling you right now, I'm living for something else. I'm living for another world. I'm living for something that I'm going to be called up to. And that's where I'm going. And all of it's going to stay back anyways. Amen? But I'll give an account for what I did with what I had while I was here. Would you stand with me? I hope this is okay. There's nothing like talking about money first thing on Sunday and, and clamming up the room. Here in a moment, here in a little bit, they're going to come up and they're going to say, they're going to say, we want to give you a chance. The usher's going to come and you're going to think, oh, here we go. Let me tell you right now, you, you get to have this with the Lord and the Lord only. You understand that? You get to do that, that you, you and God in this moment. But let me tell you right now, every chance, every chance I've got, I want to let him know, Lord, I love you with everything I am, everything I have, and everything you've given me. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for this time together. We thank you for your word. I pray you'd bless and touch this day. 
I pray you let this word continue, Lord, to give us understanding. I pray, Lord, what was spoken today, that you would help guide our minds and our hearts and our thoughts and not let the enemy, Lord, I pray, keep the enemy away from us and our thinking, Lord, and help us to know that we have the power to live a blessed life. Our hearts must be those that are fully given to you. I pray it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. We're going to take now a five-minute break. They're going to start the countdown right now. We'll be back in just a moment.